Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Yes, welcome to Off the Bench on your Saturday morning. It's not Andrew Murdoch anymore. He has vacated the building. Rob Beaver is back from his big American holiday. He went to 11 NBA games. How was it, Robert? Is it good to be back? Oh, it's great to be back, Hayes. Uh, how was it? Amazing. Uh, in one word, in two words, bloody amazing. Um, I'll keep going with that. I could use more words, but I won't. Look, a fantastic trip. Um, you know what I've noticed, though? Because I used to give you a fair bit of mick. Uh, on this show when you used to disappear for three or four weeks at a mm. time. It's never enough, is it? It is no. never enough. doesn't matter how many days or weeks you go for. You come back and you go, I'm doing the same thing I was doing before I left. Did you get what you wanted? Because you followed away around your favourite team, the LA Clippers. You went to 11 matches. Are you satisfied? I'm not, more or less. I would have liked them to win a few more. We had a couple of really easy losses against what I would consider bad teams. There was injuries. There was players out. Uh, two of my favourite players didn't play for a couple of the games. But the last game I went to, and I'll have a dig at one aspect of this later, but the last game that I went to, I paid for. I loved it. Uh, everyone was there. The whole team was healthy. It was a fantastic atmosphere to be down on the floor level instead of up in the 300s in the press box. So, well, you could have just stayed here, mate. If you wanted entertainment, you could have stayed here <laughs> with the Perth Wildcats because what about their performance? Again, they are now into another grand final series. They're chasing their fifth championship in seven seasons. Now, this is a club that has played finals, playoffs, for 34 straight years. Is there a better record anywhere across America, across the world, that you've come across in basketball in particular? Not that I know of. And uh, for Nutrient Livestock, Local Knowledge, Global Connections, this is our hot topic because this team is hot. And they've Mm. been hot since, what, the mid-80s or something, Hayes? I can't think of one off the top of my head. There, there have been teams that have maybe been more dominant in terms of wins over a, a three, four, five-year stretch, but 34 years in a row. The only other things I would think of would be clubs that are like dominating fourth-tier European soccer leagues or, you know, the, I don't know, lacrosse in Africa mm. or something like that, these weird, obscure sports uh, or divisions. But in terms of playing at the preeminent level of the sport in that country, I can't think or even fathom of a team that has been this good for this long uh, and that final streak is insane. Do we give them enough praise here in Western Australia or even in Australia? Like, if this was an AFL club, they would be getting people taken out of that organisation all the time to go and help and take knowledge that they can impart on their own clubs. I don't think we do. No, I don't think we do. And I think the closest example I can think of is the San Antonio Spurs in the NBA. They're 22 years running, I believe. It looks like it'll come to an end this year, which is, again, 22 years is uh, an astounding record in and of itself. But we don't give... Even people in Perth don't give the Wildcats mm. enough. We forget about them, and then all of a sudden they go, you know, you might be, okay, five and eight, and we go, oh, this is the year, it ends, it ends. Sure enough, they make moves. They do whatever they need to do to set the culture going forward. Uh, Damian Martin, Ricky Gray, Sean Redditch, those types of stalwarts have been really critical in setting that culture. But we just ignore them until about halfway through the season and then all of a sudden magic happens uh, and they manage to f- find their way into either top spot or scrape into the finals and make it happen once they get there. Bryce Cotton didn't score in the first half. Five points in total. Could you believe it that they no. could still win with Nick Kay? Geez, he's a good recruit as well. And Tariko White, he's had some injury concerns. He comes good at the right time, as he did last year. He was the MVP of the, in final, the series. final series. That's Unbelievable. Correct. But the other thing is that um, Tariko White had a horrible game one and actually mm. had a horrible stretch leading into the finals as well. But came up big the other night. And Bryce Cotton, he's going to make some of the shots that he was missing on Thursday night 
when they play tomorrow against the Sydney Kings. You're the expert. Do they win it from here or are the Kings going to be hard to push over? I think uh, it all comes down to Plumley's ability to guard Bogut. He's been injured, Plumley. Yeah, we rolled his ankle. Mm. He was getting it strapped up uh, the other night in the fourth quarter. I don't think he came back on in the dying minutes. I know that the game sort of fizzled out a little bit in there in the last minute or so, but it all comes down to me, that matchup, because if Plumley can stay out of foul trouble and stay on there, not only does he then guard Bogut, but he stops guys uh, like Casper Ware getting to the role, Didi Lazada as well, because they are not dead-eye three-point shooters at this stage of their career. Stick with us. The Dig coming up next. Off the bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. The Dig. Dial before you dig. The essential first step. Let's get straight into it. Robert Beaver has been waiting since the time he arrived back here in Perth to have this dig far away. Got two digs. First one, Kobe Bryant celebration of life. I was in Los Angeles when this happened at the Staples Center. He's entitled to have a celebration. Two hundred digging that. Are you? dollars a ticket. For what was essentially a state funeral? Do we charge for state funerals? No. No, I don't think we do. I don't think, well, I don't know. I've never been to one, but I would think that there's not a $250 bill to go and pay your respects to a much loved public figure. The Staples Center, though, no, nah, we're charging $244, is what I was told by an employee of one of the organizations who tenants the Staples Center. That's what they paid as an employee to go. But this is on a different scale. Anybody that we have a funeral here in Western Australia is not going to attract the sort of. Uh... So why have it at the Staples then? Why not have it at a venue that holds more? Why because not have it you at... can't. I... What, what do you mean you can't? Well, I think uh, because you want to have it uh, indoors, I think is a nice place to have mm-hmm. a state funeral. But, you know, clearly. There was a lot of big names around. Michael yes. Jordan, of course, all the legends. So you do have to be a little bit a little bit careful with who comes in and out. Yeah, I, I get it. But $240? You couldn't afford it, could you? Why that couldn't you do No, that's the last three days of my trip. <laughs> I was broke. But another dig while I'm here. So the last game I went to, I paid for. Because I wanted to be a fan. I wanted to wear the jersey. Uh, bought an expensive ticket. Fifth row. So I was slightly elevated. Uh, well, it's about 160 fifth, US. Fifth row. So fifth, fifth from the row front. Back, fifth row back from the court. Yep. Yeah, right. Um, I was cheering. I was loving it. The Clippers were up 40 to 14 at quarter time. The usher comes over to me and goes, hey, mate, just, um, just oh, there's a few people behind you that can you not stand up during play? Like during, during timeouts and stuff, it's what don't stand so up you're during there play. So you're there by yourself. I'm there on my own. And, and you're I'm, cheering by your I'm passionate. Own I'm cheering. I'm, I'm showing too much passion for my team. <laughs> and I got told by the usher, there's people behind you who you're blocking the view of. And I said, if the guy's going in for a dunk and I'm standing up because I'm excited, why are they not standing up? And more to the point, if they cared about that, you know there's going to be people in front of you. If you buy the 10th row, second tier, whatever it is, pay more money. If I, I paid go- good money, Hayes, for that, and I got told to sit down and shut up. If I go to a sporting event by myself, <laughs> I'm not sure I'm going to be singing and dancing and getting carried no, away no, no. what's going cheering. on. Cheering. Just not mind si- my own business. Not singing and dancing, just cheering. That When there's an open, the guy's running... He's the only person on that side of the floor. You know there's going to be a dunk. You stand up, you get your hands ready, you start yelling. It's called passion. (laughs) Apparently I've got too much of it. Your turn. What have you got to dig at? I'm having a dig at the World Cup organisers. We saw on Thursday that we were very lucky. The Australian team was so lucky that the rain gods were on our side. It stopped for just the right amount of time for us to get the result and go through to play India. But why wasn't there a reserve day that was scheduled? You know when that game finished? Between that finishing and the game starting on Sunday, 
23 matches could have been played within that time. You had all day Friday, all day Saturday, if you're required to do that. You didn't really need to know Paul. who was going in because the pre-sales have been so good because Katy Perry is the headlined act, so 60,000 tickets have already been sold. It's not that difficult. It's so important to athletes to be given the opportunity on the big stage to show what they can do and not miss out on the honour and privilege of being involved in a grand final because of rain. You can fix it. Organisers need to get better than that. And later this year, it's the men's turn in this country. We need to make sure they're there. Let me ask you this. Do you think at all ever people just go, these organisers who make these events, they just go, quick search, Wikipedia. What's, what's the weather like in Australia in February? Oh, average of 33. Look at this. We won't need any reserve days. 2% chance of rain every day. No, Sydney. Have you seen how many days have been washed out in Sydney? Perhaps that's the biggest issue. Games being scheduled in Sydney do not work at any time. We saw it with the Big Bash final. We were lucky to get a result there, but you should be looking at Perth. You should be looking at Adelaide and maybe Melbourne, because Sydney's no good for that. No, I do agree with that. That was The Dig. Don't dig yourself into a whole lodge of free dull before you dig inquiry. Plenty more still to come, Hayes. Stay with us here on Off The Bench. Off The Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Welcome back to Off The Bench, and I'm pretty excited because it's Western Derby Day today, would you believe it? You know that I love Western Derbies. Unfortunately, I don't get to play in these anymore, but it's a big occasion. I think for the Fremantle Dockers more specifically, I think the Eagles will be okay. They get some of their big guns back. Elliot Yo, Gaff, Shepard, they'll be back in action. And Jerry McGovern missed a lot of the preseason with his Achilles injury. So it's good to see him back before time. But for the Fremantle Dockers, a massive test. Beef, you weren't here last week. No. You're out of the country. But mm. they were very, very impressive against Carlton. A new game plan from Justin Longmuir. It was shorter. It was more skillful through the corridor. And they kicked very well to their forwards. Rory Lobb was the start. Now, this guy could tear the competition apart uh, this year if they continue to kick the ball like that. But unfortunately... The injuries just keep adding up. I don't, I don't know what Justin Longmuir has done. You just want to have your best players available. He's not going to get that. Now it's Blake Akers. He misses out. And some interesting selections too. I was about to say, Connor mm. Blakely, particularly for me, not in this squad. You, you know, you're good friends with J-Lo. Let's not beat around the bush here. What What's the mail there? Is it just uh, maybe a rest or is it just, you know, we'll... We'll leave him out. He's ready to go for round one. We don't need to look at him in preseason, perhaps. What's the, what's no, the logic? No, he's been omitted. He's been dropped, as has Matera, for this game. And I think the reason is that skill is a big element of his program. We heard that all preseason. I watched it last week. Connor Blakely is a great accumulator of the footy, but he's not regarded as a great kick. He often kicks long, and sometimes with long kicks, it leads to turnovers. So he's out and Matera's out. I don't mind that because he's backing in players that are absolutely following his game plan to a T. And that's the only opportunity you have as a coach. When you first come in, here's the standards. This is what I want. You've got to pick the guys that actually follow suit on that. And Lockie Schultz was outstanding last week. He deserves his position. And the other one was Bailey Banfield, particularly in the second half. He's tackling pressure, got a couple of shots on goal as well. So if you're the coach, you've got to reward the guys that do the work and, and, and get the results. So what's uh, I know it's only pre-season and it matters little in the, the grand scheme of things, but what's your pass mark for the Dockers up against? Because let's be honest, most people are tipping the Eagles based on recent form. I know um, Carl Langdon, of course, who we work with during the week, has come out and I, he has the Dockers down mm. very, very low on the ladder. Uh, a lot of injury concerns for him. But 
what is the pass mark here? It's a new game plan. Sometimes it can take six to 12 months to really grasp a new game plan from a player's point of view. But what's the pass mark for the Dockers later this afternoon? If they get within 30 points, I think that is a terrific result. Given all the players that are out at some stage throughout the year, they're going to come back. And we're talking about Alex Pierce, Dave Mundy, those sort of types, Nathan Wilson. Hamley's going to take a bit longer. And Akers now looks like he's going to take a bit longer. But if they can get within 30, show that style of play that I saw last week and take confidence into round one against the Bombers, who are also banged up. Mm. And if you look at the Dockers starting five rounds, they can win all of them, they can lose all of them. But if you get two, you get three, all of a sudden there's a big buzz, there's a lot of confidence, and then the Calvary come in. Because some of these kids, as the season unfolds, they'll tire out. They might not be ready. He is given some opportunities to guys like Sam Sturt and Caleb Sarong. So it'd be fascinating to see how long he sticks with those guys. But it is massive for their confidence. They don't need to win, but they need to continue to grow and get confidence from the way they're playing. This is Off the Bench. We'll come back with Nathan Brown from Sportsbet next. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Rob Beaver and Paul Hazelby with you on your Saturday morning. It's time now to check in with Sportsbet Elite Average Games. Make it look easy with Sportsbet. You can gamble responsibly. And as always, if you need help, call 1-800-858-858. As we say hello to Nathan Brown. G'day, Brownie. Yeah, g'day, boys. Can't wait for a massive weekend of sport. And I tell you what, the Sydney Kings, Perth Wildcats. The Perth Wildcats... They lift when it's a finals atmosphere. The outsiders on this one, 227. The game is in Sydney, the first one, $1.64, the Sydney Kings. The line in this one, three and a half. But Sydney, they've got through the grand final, but haven't been in as good a form as what Perth have. So uh, I don't mind the Perth boys. Perth Wildcats uh, for Brownie in that one. Of course, all of WA rooting for our very own Wildcats. Let's turn our attention to the A-League, the Perth Glory. They take on Melbourne City on Sunday. Yeah, they do, and they're $2.20 per glory. Um, and they've been indifferent recently. They've drawn a few. They've lost their last one. Um, Melbourne City have, uh, have a little bit better form. But, you know, both sides not in A1 form at the moment. Two twenty per glory, always hard to beat at home. $3.40 for Melbourne City. But uh, and this is a battle for the second spot. So, you know, a lot of people thinking these two will play off in finals again. But uh, two twenty per glory. 340 Melbourne City and the draw is $3.60. Some potentially good odds there. Of course, the Perth Glory have been travelling around a little bit as well. Now, let's take a look at the AFL futures. Almost hard to believe we're only a couple of weeks away from round one. Brownie, what are the punters thinking for the year? Well, less than two weeks away. Now, Premiership market, as you'd expect, Richmond are the favourite. They're $4. West Coast are the second favourite at 6 Collingwood, seven fifty. GWS, $9.00. Brisbane and Geelong both at 10. Fair bit of money going through the Bulldogs. We opened about $20 after the season finished. They're in the 13 already um, and all the way down. And we'll have a look at Fremantle, who are $41 at the moment, along with Sydney. Gold Coast at the moment, $251. But West Coast, second pick at the moment. Under pressure, I reckon, this year, West Coast. I mean, they bowed out pretty easily last year, but uh, they need that top four. They're $1.57 to be top four this year, the West Coast Eagles. And looking ahead to some racing action before we let you go, Brownie, what have you got for us? Well, we've got some Group 1 action, and we've got the Australia Cup. Avilius loves the wet. It's gone two from two when it's been a heavy track. There's been a stack of rain in Melbourne over the last week, 480 into $3.50. And then the other big uh, race on the day is a new market handicap. You've got Exceedance, Loving Gabby, Bivouac, and also Gitra. This is a massive race. And we're thinking that Loving Gabby, $5 and $1.95 is a pretty good each-way play, but 
plenty of racing on. Good luck if you're punting. Gamble responsibly. Nathan Brown there from Sportsbet. You can combine your favourite markets into one bet for bigger odds with Sportsbet's same game multi. As always, gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. If gambling is an issue for you, that number again, one 800 858858. And that's all we've got time for on today's edition of Off the Bench. Hayes, great to be back in the chair with you uh, talking everything happening in the world of sport. Looking forward to doing it all again next week. Good luck to our Perth Wildcats when they take on the Sydney Kings. Good luck to the Perth Glory. And we're hoping that you can back a winner with our friends at Sportsbet. As I say, gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. We'll see you again next week. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.